All right, guys, so we are back in the suite. My name is Rich, and I am joined here, as usual, by my co-host. We have Uriel. What's up? And we got Indy. Hello. Gentlemen, what is going on today? Not much, man. Not much. Enjoying some good music, as always. Cool. cool. Digging the scene with the gangster lean. Not much else. <laughs> is that a new persona for you, Uriel? Or are you just... Always I'm just thankful gangster. for what I've got. Okay. Okay. Cool. You got cool. some good rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank William yeah. Devon. Uh, dude, it is. Uh, I don't know if you can like hear it. I have like it's pouring in Philadelphia right now. So there's like I can hear like water kind of like outside, like dripping down the side of the house and everything. So apologize for that if the mic picks up anything. But yeah, it is. Uh, it is very wet here right now so trying to stay dry get my dog to go outside which has been a challenge because he doesn't like thunder doesn't like rain and we got both that right now so fantastic yuck yeah yeah gets an attitude because he doesn't want to go outside so but oh well so guys uh what's up what what are we uh listening to this week well i've been listening to a lot of uh neo g funk by like these french people called uh First one on the list is the Buell. That's D A B E U L L. He makes like this like funky sort of uh, synthy sound that you hear in like the background of a lot of old uh, gangster rap songs. The West Coast. I honestly prefer them to that boom bap style done on the East Coast, but uh, that's a different matter altogether. And another guy I found through YouTube recommendations because of them was uh, Malfak who has like a lot of this stuff and is a bit more explicitly inspired by that. And we'll have like some rappers on their tracks. And while they're both French, they often get like English vocals and English s- names on the tracks. And they're both working out of Los Angeles and Marseille. So it's kind of interesting to see how far gangster rap just reaches. Like to us, it's just a no brainer that it was just something there, but to them it's, it's, it's exotic too sweet pretty cool send me that shit all right <laughs> all right all right yo when you said that when you spelled it out you sound like you should audition for the new ea sports the guy who says <laughs> ea sports in a game that's nerf i thought yeah or uh whatever what are you listening to indy there's an indie band coming to uh, toronto in <laughs> october that i really like i haven't seen them before but i've been listening to them for a couple years now they're called san Fermin, and they have two singers maybe they've got a bunch of singers there's one guy though when he sings he sounds like so distinguished so neat it's got like a really deep voice with some real grit to it and the instrumentation and their writing is on point uh, check them out for sure, San Fermin. And uh, some old school R&B Motown. Uh, it's kind of like the, you know, the romantic stuff, like 
you know, I love my boy, I love my girl. Uh, <laughs> the Temptations, Four Tops, Doris Troy, uh, the Elgin, Motown Elgins. Oh dang! Shit. He just got told. You ever watch well, Gangland? You learn something new every day. No, what is that? It's like California's version of Gang World. Um, like one person <laughs> featured on there was uh, <laughs> the movie director like Elgin a... <laughs> Baylor, and that's how he spelled his name because he was and he was on that show because he used to be in this gang called F- FSU. And then he left it to become like a film director. Oh, that's was that was that like an obscure Disney reference there? It's Gang like Land a reference Gang to Disney World. World versus Disneyland, but the show yeah. is not like that at all. It's just like once on National <laughs> no, Geographic, I, once on Discovery, or something. I figure that it's okay. That's funny. And there's a, have like Gang World Paris or Gang World Tokyo or something. Also, Euro Gang World. I mean, Euro it wouldn't Gang be out of the Euro question. <laughs> there's a lo-fi artist i've been into as well he has a record from 2017 i think it's the only one he's put out i'm really excited for, i don't know if he's gonna make a new one but i'm really stoked on him so i hope he does uh he's called moo it's m-o-o-w uh moo, yeah moo check that up. shit out moo. <laughs> All right, let's get into the meat of today. There's a repress of. 20... I mean, I mean, you don't want to hear like what what I'm listening to. Or oh, anything, oh, excuse like me, stuff? sorry. Jeez. Okay, go Not ahead. Today. You interrupt my interruption. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <clears throat> um, so, as uh, as Young Bay would say, it's time to go back to the classics. I've been listening to some older stuff this week. Um, Indy, on your interview with Power PC Me, he was talking. You guys had a discussion about floral shop and like kind of people hate on that and everything and um i kind of like hadn't listened to it in a while so i went and just decided just to go listen to it again and i have two versions of it i have the cassette rip version and then i have the one downloaded from Bandcamp. i think it's like the remastered one and i had completely forgot there's like differences between the two of them when i went to go listen like there's different like timings and everything and it's just like extra like bars are added into certain places mm-hmm. and it kind of like just like threw me off listening to it but nice yeah. to go back and listen to some other stuff there uh, as well nice um did you do echo jams no i didn't do echo jams um just did that did some us golf 95 um and then i also found another album i was watching the new pad chennington video on that record store in brooklyn Mm-hmm. Um, where they have all that rare Japanese stuff. And like I saw an album cover that like caught my eye, so I went and um, found it, and it was uh, Tatsuro Yamashita Spacey, yeah, which is oh, like yeah, yeah. 70s. Yeah. And like, holy shit, like, where has this been all my life that I like just didn't know about this? Brooklyn. Dude, his whole it's been discography <clears throat> is brilliant. Like, yeah. He's a all. fucking dope artist, but like, there's an unreasonable level of detachment for artists who don't sing in English or in some cases Spanish in the United States for some stupid ass reason. Oh, well. Yeah. I, I, I have no good. idea what he's saying, but I mean, yeah, just really good stuff. So I'm glad I, uh, glad I was able to get into that this week. You know, um, plastic love, this, the, mm-hmm. the Maria Takayuchi. Yeah. That's their like husband and wife. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah they're that's how they know each other. 
Well, yeah, I mean, if they're married, I'd hope they know each other. <laughs> yeah, it's like joke. some kind of arranged marriage. Yeah. No, God. but like... I mean, I heard... When's that video going to come out? It's a fucking music video. It's like three minutes. What are you going know. to put in it? Yeah. It wasn't even that What great. do you mean three minutes? Well, like, you know what I mean? Like three to five seconds. minutes. It's, it's a goddamn... It's a goddamn pop song. Yeah. It's not like they're animating the entirety of uh, Iron Butterflies in a Gata de Vida. When are they releasing that? They had that teaser back in May. I thought they said it was like later this summer, so we'll have to keep an eye out for that. We got one month left of summer, so at least they're on time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I bet they're gonna like show like a tiny microscopic pixel that shows some guy pointing at this summer, and it shows August twenty twenty two. Not not this summer, that summer. <laughs> that summer. Um, it says there's gonna be a three disc, sixty two track compilation titled Turntable released on August twenty first, twenty nineteen, to commemorate the fortieth anniversary of Maria Takeuchi's career. Wait, what, oh, awesome. what's the point are they starting at? I have no idea. It's just... I, I have no idea. I'm, I'm assuming it's like a greatest hits or... Oh, okay, okay, that happens. Considering it's a compilation, so... But, I mean, yeah. that's a... that's a 62 tracks is a pretty encompassing uh, compilation of, of anyone's work, so... I would imagine the, the videos probably go into co- like coincide with that in some way, which would make sense. Yeah, maybe not at the time, but definitely maybe now that they have yeah. both going, they probably decided to get together. Did you read my City Pop article, bro? Doesn't I have not like read it. the City Pop article yet. No, read that. <laughs> can't even read. No, That's I'm... why I work for the podcast. <laughs> That's a secret. You're not supposed to tell anyone our secret, Uriel. We're all oh. literate here. Hey, I'm trying to get lessons. I've... Uh, I'm not writing the R backwards anymore. Oh, that's good. Did, have you read Teetle the Timid Taxidermist yet? Who? Oh, God. Do Teetle you watch the South Timid Park? Taxidermist. No, Teetle I don't watch South Park. The I, Timid no, I have Taxidermist. Oh, my God. Do not get... Ha, close your record audio, audio recording software right now. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. The but seriously, I'm not up to date with South Park. Uh, that's like the second season. I was born... Like only a year before it. Again, that's your problem, not mine. You, you need to <laughs> work on that. God, you've been every, through this. You need to fix that every so. single time. <laughs> all right, no, all I guess right. what I'm saying is, it makes sense yeah. that that the the video for Plastic Love would be released right around when they're going to release this compilation of her mm-hmm. work, kind of like a bonus thing for it. So, okay, um, I guess we'll keep our eyes. Yes. Yeah, we'll keep our eyes open for that uh, in about a month from now. So. Anyway, what do we got? Got the telepath. telepath. Oh, HKE28. This is 2814's uh, Birth of a New Day Repress. Um, yep. I like two things, and that's Blade Runner inspired ambient music and the color purple. So Dude. they already got two in the book right now. This is like Christmas for you. Yeah, pretty much. It's like purple Christmas, purple Blade Runner Christmas. <laughs> They're making a replicant of it. <laughs> I mean, I'm I mean, not. I mean, I guess they are. It's, I guess, a, a repress of a vinyl could be like a replicant, kind of, in a way. I, I think. I mean, yeah. like, I'm glad. 
like I'm not a big fan of either at this point. Like it's not I don't hate them personally per se. It's just I'm just not like really into a lot of more harder ambient stuff like they're doing nowadays. But when they were combining and like doing something sort of like a movie score, I was really down for it. And I kind of wish they would do more stuff like this and I'm not going to force them to. But when I hear it like being redone, it means like people care about this order work and are not just completely done with it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think we've established that and I don't think anyone that's in the genre or anyone who's who likes the genre would dispute that 2814 HK have a majorly prominent place in the vaporwave community. Um, you know, going back to the the vaporwave madness bracket that was going on back in January, you know, 2814 won that. You know, that was voted the best vaporwave album, you know, basically up until this point. So it's always been highly revered. Anytime they do like a cassette, you know, uh, you know, a, a cassette release or anything with it, it sells out instantly. People love it. People, you know, kind of identify with it. So it's not surprised to see it again. Not surprising at all. Yeah, I hear you mm-hmm. on that one. I mean, my issue is that it's just going to be insular again. It's not going to reach like many in the electronic scenes, it's not going to reach outside of the vapor circle and it's not even going to like reach an album chart or anything. Like I just want more people to see vaporwave because I don't know. I, I can't really discuss it here, but I feel like the scene is just dwindling and dwindling and dwindling. Like more people are getting jaded and, uh, your jaded statues and just fed up with like this stagnance even though there hasn't really been, like, any remote breakthrough beyond, like, hey, it's a meme since, like, 2015. I don't know. I don't know if I would say that it's stagnating. I wanna, It's really. not stagnating in the scene. It's just that, like, people, like, on the outside aren't really coming in anymore. It's not even, like, it's just fading, and I kind of resent that. Hmm. What are your takes on that, Indy? Uh... <clears throat> Sorry, I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> Great. Do you want to move on? <laughs> I, I wanna... No, I mean, I think it's, you know, Uriel saying that uh, the the vaporwave scene is shrinking or is kind of fading or, um, you know, the with this repress from 2814 that it's not going to hit the charts. It's not going to kind of do anything to advance the scene. It's just kind of there it's it's kind of just like going to be within the community it's not going to bring anyone else into the community but don't get me wrong like i understand that like more people accessing a repress of an iconic album in the scene that's that's a net positive right yeah i don't know um i there was an artist i interviewed too actually recently if you heard the episodes who got into vaporwave through telepath so that's kind of similar but uh yeah this have, was, uh, have, desert have you, sands right yeah and i think um was it, I don't know, was it tupper wave ah, i forget but um have you heard lost fragments uriel uh lost fragments let me see i'm a cover but i have a tendency to forget if i lost so it was announced around the same time a couple weeks ago 
what's the name of the artist for lost fragments tupperwave no no 2814 oh 2814 let me see if i recognize things by the image yeah that's cool so listen to that Uh, because this this album's actually oh that no 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 i haven't seen it i've seen their other stuff too like rain temple or uh room 2814 right it's a remaster by telepath of a bunch of their early work from a bunch of different comp you know projects that they never really released and it's insanely good i think it might be my favorite release of theirs like all together so i don't know i you know i I did hear you say it's not going to make the charts or anything but now's the time for vaporwave to excuse me like permeate other scenes uh, scenes whatever yeah yeah i mean maybe maybe we'll be hearing it it on the radio soon the yeah even if vaporwave like got on the charts and stuff that is one album i will never see on the radio have you like listened to their (laughs) stuff that's like asking me to play like brian eno on like the freaking pop charts no that's not going to happen and that's never going to happen and you know that not the pop charts <laughs> or even like or even like a rock or like indie chart something like that it just doesn't happen like even Aphex one had to like use some very selective cuts yeah but like that's not a problem it's just like i'm not worried about like mainstream success per se as much as just like getting out of this little insular bubble which really annoys me there's other problems too don't get me wrong it's just that's one i can talk about with any degree of levity yeah, I meant maybe we'll be seeing Vaporwave on the radio. Maybe. Yeah, not. there's no chance for like classic style at least, but we will see something. If I have to bet on one person like getting on the radio, well, two people getting on the radio, it's between St. Pepsi and uh, George Clannon. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't think that a repress of an album on vinyl or cassette or whatever, I don't think that's the goal of that is to like get it mainstream or necessarily get it like kind of more into the fold. I think that's definitely a, a, an homage to your fans, your existing fan base. Like, Oh, we only released a hundred of these vinyls. So we're going to make some more of them. And, and, and that this is for the people who, you know, support us or want to support us, but haven't been able to, because we haven't had this available. So it's definitely for the people who are already here. Um, I think how you get people in are, other events so like electronicon for example coming up in august i think is going to be huge for the event because there's going to be a lot of buzz around that um you know there's going to be people that are there that aren't familiar with the the genre they're going with friends who you know bought two tickets or whatever and they're, they're dragging them along um so there's going to be exposure to other people that are there and you're going to be seeing that all around music communities for days and weeks to come leading up to it and and also after it so i think more events like that are what's going to drive more people to the genre to to get exactly. them into it so i i wouldn't say it's dwindling if anything i'd say we're actually kind of in a place where it's moving out of stagnation and it's poised to actually grow quite a bit and you're you're seeing some people going back to the roots of the genre with some of the styles, but they're also creating their own stuff that's sample free. And then they're also expanding beyond just the music to the personas, you know, with stuff with like what Porter Vong is doing 
you know, so. Oh yeah, absolutely. I completely. Yeah, agree I, I think this is a fantastic time um, for sentiments. for vaporwave, and I'm super super happy to be here. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just I've been like a little, you know, bitter to, because I've seen a lot of things like try to crack people, and it's just like either attracting like some really awful scumbags or it just doesn't crack. I don't know. Maybe this is what happened with other genres. Need to so, buckle up, buckaroo, and enjoy the ride. Buckle up, buckaroo. Buckle up, buckaroo. Buckle up, buckaroo. What else we got? I got one more thing about the the two eight one four thing before we uh, we jump into the next thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting how when we talked with M two eight one four during the whole flap thing, um, it seemed like his whole past persona was behind him, like that's done i've released this music it's it's in the world i've it, it has done everything that he needs to do for me and and i don't care about it anymore uh, because it's it served its purpose for him as an artist and just kind of seeing him over social media first of all deleting social media at one point or just kind of changing his you know kind of abandoning twitter for a while um to come back kind of like in full force like yeah 2814 is back and we're we're release, re-releasing birth of a new day and we're putting out this new album and uh it, it's kind of interesting the the reversal on it all of a sudden yeah true there's also a four cassette bundle so it's all four of the records on cassette yeah which is which is awesome I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see it because these are this is cherished work in the community so it's great to see that stuff coming back um yeah man i, I think he's just it's an interesting dude Said it before, say it again. Isn't it? It's well, it's two people, right? Well, I'm and HK himself, um, obviously yeah. part of 2814, but yeah, he's he is a certainly, certainly an interesting dude mm-hmm. with that stuff. He's always creeping me out with his Instagram photos. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, that's not a part of him you should be creeped out by. Okay. You're just gonna leave. Uh, I gotta like, say, go like, on. Mostly just for show. <laughs> go on. Oh, okay, okay, fine. Those are just dead bodies, but he put like a lot of uh, hyper cam filters on them. Then he made a negative. Hmm. He's hardcore. Yeah, I I can I figure. Not surprisingly, terrible. But go check out Anyhow. his Instagram if you wanna. See what he's talking about there. Yeah, you will true. regret it, <laughs> guaranteed. All right, so we uh, we got a voicemail here, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, give that a listen. Hi guys, loving the show. I just wanted to talk to you about micro genres within vaporwave, um, specifically um, office soft and church wave. Um, see what your thoughts on those two genres were. Um, see what you uh, think as far as favorites of other micro genres and also you know how many artists making these micro genres um does it take for it to actually be a micro genre or does one person naming something um mean that it's a micro genre if that makes sense like uh church wave i know was founded by uh, the band vacation bible school but um you know is that enough uh, for it to be considered a micro genre, basically, how many artists need to be working in the genre for it to be a legit genre? Uh, anyway, um, I hope that makes sense. Uh, have a good one. Bye. 
Amazing question. Incredible. It's a great question. Micro genres. So in this, uh, she specifically mentioned Office Soft and Church Wave. Um, Church Wave is actually super interesting. Um, if you just go and Google Church Wave, the first thing that comes up is a Reddit post uh, f- um, on the Mallsoft subreddit. And it's just a, a, a post that's titled Mallsoft Related Genre quote-unquote church wave from about a year ago um and it's by uh vbs official vacation bible bible school and it's basically just saying hey i made this album it's inspired by um you know sounds from a church lobby similar similar to what you would feel like with mall soft kind of walking through a mall this kind of looks at the same thing with walking through a church lobby um and it's he goes on to say his latest album titled romans 13 is a nostalgic look at christianity and the contemporary American religious experience undergoing its own kind of hauntology. The album is not anti-Christian, but an honest look at the religious tension felt in American society, both the good and the bad. You know, I think that's honestly kind of reasonable. I mean, like, uh, although the question is about micro um, genres, and I do not necessarily consider them genres, more like unless they have like more things stylistically going on for them beyond the look. It's more like a trend or like a, like a common gimmick mm-hmm. or MO, I'd say. There's no real term for this, a kayfabe. No, I get what you're saying. It, like, it's, there's kind of a community. It's multiple people doing it. They're, they have a... It's, it's a, a scene. scene. It's a scene, I guess. Because now we don't have this sort of like limitation of like physical Kind of like vaporwave in, 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 in like can, electronic music or in music in general. It's a... It's a genre of it's, music. Yeah, yeah. music in general, too. But, like, Vaporwave was the one that was founded without it. There was never, like, any burden aside from language and uh, browser problems mm-hmm. for you to not, like, contact somebody about Vaporwave. Or at least the making of what would become yeah. Vaporwave. So, I get what you're saying with that. Um, now, as far as I can see, and, and I don't know if you guys have seen anything else with this. I, I don't know anyone else who's doing church wave like i think vacation bible school like is church wave like they're the one that's doing yeah it's just they're just i if i'm being mean i think it's just like probably like a concept or like a sort of deal it's not really a genre yet and if it is it's going to be people ripping off him so here's the thing it's not just soundcloud files or you know whatever he's put on Bandcamp. He's got a a blog, um, which we can link in the description, and it goes in to like it's titled churchwave.vbs, and the subtitle is campy Christian nostalgia and churchwave aesthetic, and he compiles all sorts of just random stuff that kind of exists within like the Christian world or or like the religious world in America, and looks at it from basically the scope of the same way you kind of look at certain nostalgia factors of vaporwave um you know like uh, like abandoned christian stores that are closing down um and and other stuff like that so it's it's super interesting and it's almost like you know normally i would say yeah like a, a subgenre would need to exist um would need to have multiple people 
you know, working towards the same theme or the same type of music to be considered a subgenre. But I think this guy has kind of done that work by himself. Like he's he's created the genre. He is the genre. And I, I don't think there's any doubt that you could call it a genre based on the work that he's put into it. Yeah, it's it's definitely a genre. Um, he, if anyone wanted to make Church Wave, they definitely could because he's got the ball rolling so well. Like he has a podcast. He reviews old films, like uh, like old uh, Christian films, and he's writing a an incredibly um, detailed and wonderful article that's going into the next volume of Private Suite, issue seven. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, Sounds yeah. like an interesting magazine. Where should I get that? <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> oh, go on. No, he's just, uh, he's really kicking ass with it. And so like, if it isn't a micro genre, what is it? Or like, whatever micro genre means, just the, a style or something that people can put a label on, sort of. Like, so like, you know, the, the one example, I've, I've, I think I've talked about it, this will be the fourth time I've mentioned it, but uh, Fraser Wave on, I think it's by Christ. Uh, that's like a single album. And I think that's like a one-time project. So like that, I would not consider a genre. That's just an album called Fraser Wave. Yeah. So this guy goes in this, depth. Like he's creating. He goes in depth. He, he's done multiple albums with it. He's done the research. It It's it's definitely well-researched. It's not just sounds from a church. There's, um, I, I think there's like samples from like a Trump speech in one of them where he's kind of referencing all sorts of other stuff that i'm not going to get into right now uh but it seems like everything is meticulously combed through and placed for a reason um sure yeah Yeah. that's not my i mean my issue isn't that i think it's bad in fact i yeah yeah hear me out i i love what he's doing i love him explicitly talking about personal experiences that aren't just this hyper like standard american norm thing i like him like going introspective and talking about a specific life you live a bit more directly and openly. That's never been particularly common to at least be like upfront and like more explicit about it. It's usually like hidden and the person and detached. And there's also a sense of gravity that eventually got lost from the early stages of vaporwave. What I'm trying to say is that I don't consider it a genre yet because it's just him. A genre is like multiple people or a group following um an aesthetic classification and as it stands vaporwave is aesthetic classification so if i made a record church wave is the theme yeah well if i made a record with that that whole aesthetic and i called it church wave and it had a sound that made you nostalgia for church or whatever um and i called it church wave or christ wave or something would you say no Uh uh-huh you can't do that? Like, why does it matter? I wouldn't say you can't do that. I'm not against it. I fucking love this shit. Like, I also like how he's talking about something that a lot of people think is just normal. Like, they don't understand that there is, like, a legitimately different culture when you're raised in, like, a very Christian environment. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's that's kind of up for debate. I think that's, that's accepted. I think... Andy, what Uriel is saying is like the groundwork's there, but from a p- 
pure, from a purely technical standpoint, a genre would require more than one person for it to be considered a genre or a subgenre. Like yeah. multiple people should be working towards that goal. I think, and this is personally how I feel, and I think that's how you know what you're getting at as well, is the common aesthetic and the common goal of you know that would be required of something to be classified as a genre uh vacation bible school has done and has done all that work he's done the collective work of multiple people and and laid it all out there to create it um, so we would consider it a subgenre. but some people would say that no there needs to be multiple people doing that so basically if you were to go and make a church wave album um you know the church of indie wave or something like that um coming soon to Bandcamp. look look out for it uh then all of a sudden it would be actually classified as a subgenre. Mm, yeah i don't know that's basically what so I'm trying he to get wrote at. it's not you gotta read the essay he wrote bad or ridiculous he wrote an essay, right? It's going in issue eight. You got to read that because I think it's it's all about. He's gonna like, read it so hard. Yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> I'm reading so hard, you guys. Every like you brought up, Fraser Wave. They're all sort. Of, every circumstance is different, and it's kind of controlled by the whim of the collective, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's just the flow of people's feelings individuals a lot of the time and that can be influenced if you have enough um kind of not meta behind it but like subject matter Mm -hmm. and this guy's got so much like i'm gonna watch this film he has on his blog here live in it a christian it's a christian skateboarding film I love skateboarding. I think it's going to be a good, a good watch. Righteous, Wait, what's, bro. What's the film's name again? He's also got <laughs> what? What? Uriel? Youth group. Ex- what's the name of the film again? I've heard of it. Oh, living it. I thought it was like something else because I did watch like these old like Christian movie review shows back in the day. Mm-hmm. I like I Ross and uh, Brother Humble. That's another story. Right. <laughs> and there's there's also a, a Christian like rom com, like super crude and like horrible <laughs> or um like not well made film. Uh so that'll be great if you like bad movies and vaporwave. Or uh, church wave. <laughs> yeah, check them out. I wanna see more people do this with like their individual lives and subcultures, like reflect on nostalgia that's not like entirely universal or, or even seemingly universal because i don't think everything in vaporwave is explicitly like exported like part of the reason why that uh young leon got into doing vaporwave aesthetics even though he doesn't exactly make vaporwave music at all was because he's swedish he's russian swedish and that to him was like foreign. They don't have Arizona's there. <laughs> True. No, I, I, I think it, they it do is, now, but I mean, it, it can be foreign. I mean, like the whole everything, like church-wise and, and whatnot. I mean, that's foreign to me. Like I was raised Jewish, so like I I didn't go to church growing up and, and whatnot, and and you know, a lot of this stuff seems odd to me. I mean, you know, my wife would always tell me like whenever we. Uh, she'll like participate in like holidays, Jewish holidays with my family. You know, she's like, Oh, every holiday is just like, Oh, we suffered. And then, you know, 
we persevered and then we eat and then the end it's all the same stuff like that and she's like it's just it's so weird and then like i go to like a christening or like a baptism or something for one of her families and it's like hey let's drink the blood of christ and eat his body and i'm like i'm weird like come on like so you know the stuff is foreign to me but i find it fascinating to some extent um because it, it does play such a huge role in society for better or worse um so it's cool to like document this stuff like this stuff that he's doing is you know this is this is stuff that i would never find on my own this is this is someone who clearly has a huge background in it or just finds it fascinating enough to to do the digging um to show people like me who don't have the patience to go and dig for this kind of stuff but do find it fascinating yeah yeah i hear you on that front my my mom is christian and my dad is jewish and i was mostly raised with like kind of both well i did well i didn't really do too many jewish things in like a proper synagogue i did like align with it a lot more because it was actually mm-hmm. at home but more to the point like i do find a lot of stuff both kind of weird so what i'm trying to get is i'm not just commending it on like just seeing it as an outsider looking in but also as like seeing somebody like say something that isn't something i've heard a billion times about the 80s consumerism old cartoons uh japan is this and that yada yada but also a perspective from somebody who lived a completely different life than me no it, you know it's, I mean? it's fantastic it's not just like a vapor circle jerk it's it's it is introducing a new element into the genre which i think is fantastic and i think talking about like keeping vaporwave going and, and not having it die out i think we need more people like this to kind of yeah uh, you know really expand on what they do and, and and find these niche areas to just grow it yeah we need some more people making church wave for mm-hmm. sure yeah or or, or whatever any anything else anything sure yeah well like i was yes. thinking about the question and oh yeah so i guess the answer for me would be how many does it take for the question how many artists does it take making it i guess and this this would show us that to me it's only one you only need one yeah and i when i heard when when i sure. heard this voicemail when i when i had it saw that it came through and i listened to it my immediate answer was at least two people you know it, there has to be multiple people doing it um for it to be considered some kind of group collective similar to what uriel was saying however kind of going and looking into this and looking at church wave and, and what vacation bible school has done and all the work that's gone into it and how extensive it is i think i think it can be considered a subgenre, even if there's just one person doing it if the work is there, if one person just puts out an album and says, yep, this is dog wave. And you know, it's just sounds of my dog slow down or something like that. It's like, great, whatever <laughs> that's, you know, it's, it's vapor meme at that point, you know, to an extent. So it doesn't mean anything. However, this, the, the body of work that the artist has done, I, this, this could, he's, he's laid the groundwork for the subgenre. It's there basically. So mm-hmm. I would say, there are cases it can be done with one person, but it's not as simple as just making, you know, any kind of album. Right. Um, exactly. off- yeah, I just, 
I've been a bit embittered by like seeing people saying I'm starting a new genre when in reality they just like made see a paper yeah that, I don't think you should say like yep I'm you know and we started this whole conversation with he made a Reddit post saying I started a new subgenre or something like that but I I don't think uh, you need to back that up if you're going to make a declaration like that you need to to do the work in this case yep it's there in other cases it's it's vapor meme yep office. So. I do the work at night shift at McDonald's. <laughs> don't come to my location. Okay. We don't know where that is, so don't worry about that. Office Soft was also mentioned. And yeah, I just Office say, Soft was mentioned. Uh, thank you to whoever left that voicemail because I love Office Soft so much, and I didn't know, I never even thought about what is this called. I just like, yeah, I love that, and I own a crap ton of Office Soft records. So yeah, it's nice to have some closure, that even though I didn't know I needed it. <laughs> yeah, there's um, there's actually a a good Reddit post that has um, it's from September 2017 about a bunch of different um, Office Soft albums and artists. It's actually Metaprise Applications made the post, um, and some of his works on there, but other stuff like Twin Pine Malls. Um, a few uh, other ones. So, go ahead. No, go ahead. It, it, it's you know, it is. It's it's one of those things. You. No, it, it's one of those you. things where he said, "Yeah, you didn't know that there was actually a name for it because you've you've heard a bunch of this stuff before." But you know, they're you know, oh, they're they're the subgenre actually exists, um, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. There's some killer records on here too. How Yeehaw's how would you there. describe how would you describe Office Soft? Well, I, I put, for me, I play a lot of Counter-Strike Go. So it kind of, and uh, the Counter-Strike Source, and there's a level in there called Office. So I just played it so much. And I work in an office, and I've, I've my parents, you know, I've been in offices my whole life. And in school, I'm actually writing an article on this right now for issue eight. Uh, I used to be obsessed with like the library. And the mm-hmm. computers that they had there, like, I don't know. It was like, it blew my mind that we could go and do this. And I remember getting this, sh- not sh- shiver feeling, but like intense, whenever I would think about it and go there, like something in my brain would light up. It was so weird. Like it was a special, like magical place for me. So that it hits my nostalgia button like real hard. To me, like, I mean, the library stuff makes sense. I mean, my my mother has worked in libraries for like twenty years. Um, you know, spent time there. I actually worked at a library myself for a little bit. Um, spent a lot of time there on the computers and whatnot. Um, to me, if I had to describe like the like a visual representation of what the music sounds like, I would say it. It sounds like what a faded, generic piece of artwork hanging up in a generic office looks like. If that makes sense. It's just got this non-offensive kind of feel to it. A little faded, little, you know, worn, a little rough around the edges maybe, but still nice. I don't know. That made a lot more sense when I said it in my head originally. 
Yeah. <laughs> I read you just like the standard template art that you bulk order. It, it, it is. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's the stuff that you see and you're not like, oh man, that like sounds like that looks really cool. That's beautiful. It's kind of like it, it it's it's stock. like back background art, stock art. It's just stuff that's kind of there that you don't notice. However, if you actually do take the time to to look at it and and think about it, um, you know, it, it, it is actually kind of nice. For sure, man. Yeah. Yeah, I got to go through this whole list of Office Soft that Metaprise applications made. This post yeah, is I really like that. Uh, too, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. I like the um, album Customer Survey by U-Haul. Um, yeah, man. It's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, I have the tape. You have the tape of that? Heck, yes, I do. Oh, the nice. issue. Nice. Oh. Are there any other like micro genres that you know about or, or anything else that kind of comes to mind with this? Uh, I mean, we know mall, we know mall soft, like obviously, you know, we've, we've discussed that. We've had the yeah, whole issue of, kind of a big one suite on that. Like, that's the big one. Um, you know, obviously office soft. Now we've talked about church wave, but, um, Oh, uh, weather soft is it's pretty another big one now. that's getting pretty big but that's another um you know that that's another you know very niche relatively speaking part of the vaporwave community and and even then there's a whole kind of background to that and there's other projects that kind of relate to it in one way you know like retro weather channel kind of uh using weathersoft to kind of further enhance their like what they're doing mm-hmm. so um if you haven't listened to that interview, please go and do that. Uh, that that's probably one of my favorite interviews that you've done. Indy is Retro Weather Channel. I that yeah. was just fascinating to hear about the the whole process with that. So please go listen to that. Yeah, Mike's a badass mofo. I str- I keep his Twitch on twenty four seven. Nice. Yeah, for Retro Weather Channel. Yeah. Um, I don't actually listen to it. I just kind of keep it on. <laughs> It's just got that cool retro vibe, you know, it's, it's it's crazy that like that was like cutting edge technology that, you know, ran an entire, you know, basically TV channel for how many years and now it's like, oh yeah, 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 Uh, I'll just download this, you know, this program on my computer and just run it in the background. It'll be fine. And it still, it still works, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. I think uh, something interesting to think about is not only you know does this count as a micro genre but the terms that people use for micro genres can sometimes be kind of vague and broad like mm-hmm. fox utopian you know faux utopian whatever mm-hmm. like what exactly does that mean like i okay sure that's a genre i guess like like you hear you hear future visions and you yeah like you hear mallsoft and you think like yeah this has to do with something with like a shopping mall like and it and it is it's like ambient sounds like as you're walking through a shopping mall office soft kind of has like an office feel like a sort of a professional feel to it i it gets it's hard Formal. to describe think i guess like a windows 95 ad kind of professional you yeah. know business 90s awesome kind of feel to it church wave has some religious connotations to it 
mm-hmm. what is virtual you you know utopian you know whatever oh you fox know, utopian, kind of, okay. utopia fox virtual utopian. i think utopia virtual is actually a, a good example because not like what i was saying before it's not super vague because utopia okay sure i understand that virtual okay i understand that shitty 3d rendered graphics and like beautiful shit like uh <laughs> james ferraro farsight virtual like that's a really old one and people have been making a lot of that stuff uh eco virtual so but it's i would say it's still kind of a smaller micro genre mm-hmm. but even like you know vapor trap you kind of that's a big one now can, you can know but that has a it's got that trap sound to it it's a little more um hard beats it's 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 definitely different compared to your traditional vapor wave like that makes sense if you're familiar with what like the trap style music is kind of yeah. so um yeah it, it it can be hard to to differentiate between some of them definitely mm-hmm Sim- not Simpsons wave though. <laughs> Definitely not Hill wave. Still waiting for that one to drop. I got into Simpsons wave pretty hard actually. It's sim- like shout out to Lucian Hope. Shout out to Lucian. So that was Hughes. never mm-hmm. something that I I got into. I mean, obviously, like that Simpsons aesthetic and like the the visual edits. I you know I've seen plenty of it, but the music I just haven't gotten into at all there's a lot of crap but there's some really great ones too (laughs) as as with everything in life that's yep yeah i was gonna say that Hmm. it was like a a challenge to be able to sift through and be like yeah that's a good one download that one (laughs) a lot of time wasted (laughs) or was i becoming who i am as with so much stuff in life so much time wasted (laughs) all right well i think we we pretty much covered this question exhausted quite a great question uh, yeah again great question thank you for calling in indeed i'm in total agreement this is a dope question thank you so much yeah uh do we have anything else for this episode not i mean we went pretty damn long it's like 50 minutes this is like I don't know, like forty percent of an indie inter- interview that we got. So I mean, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, honestly, don't mind it when things get a uh, slightly shorter, just not yeah. too short. No, mm-hmm. no, I think we got some good stuff today. So good stuff. Definitely, uh, definitely good stuff. Uh, so we got some interviews coming up. Um, we got zero. That's that'll be on Thursday. And then we have a very special presentation, like I mentioned on the last episode with uh, uh, Tokyo Wanderer. Very special yep, presentation. That, so it was out on Thursday. So it's already live. Go check it out. Yeah. And yeah, on the 18th of July, we got a big one, boys. I'm not going to say who, but you can probably figure it out. It's going to be a because there's a special presentation. It's going to be a successful, uh, successful interview. I think. Yeah, I think so. Oh no, you didn't get who I think you got. I'll I'll write it and I'll write it to to the people you 
plebeian <laughs> listeners. Check it out on the 18th uh, for a, a cool interview coming up with uh, with Indy. Yes, sir. So, yep, and he's going to interview himself. <laughs> Ask him That'd actually be pretty questions. funny if you just recorded your own interview that's like two hours long, <laughs> and you just have both tracks and just banter with yourself. Yeah, no, I'm thinking like I talk too much on the show already. <laughs> no. If, if if the, if the no, but if the anyhow, tweet for this episode gets 500 likes, Indy will interview himself. So please, uh, please retweet the uh, our latest tweet from the uh, the pod Twitter announcing this episode with questions. All right. If it gets even 499 likes, he's just going to do it on April Fool's Day. There you go. But if it gets like 15, he'll do it. So yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We'll guys, where can <laughs> guys where can people go if they want to get at you on social media? I'm Indie Advent. Just search it up. I'm at Uriel Machine, all lowercase on oh, Twitter. Oh, you're going all lowercase now. Oh my dear oh, lord! You switched it up. Used to be. Yes, I am now all lowercase. I am enthusiastic about this development. <laughs> you can just feel the enthrallment oh, in my bones. So exciting. <laughs> Uh, you can find me at PHLSFO on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, for the show, at Private Suite Pod. For the magazine, at Private Suite Mag. Instagram.com slash Private Suite Mag. Facebook.com slash Private Suite Mag. And Patreon.com slash Private Suite Mag. Uh, when's the deadline to pick up issue eight? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> I think it's the 31st uh, if I'm not mistaken so it is actually the 30th that is the 30th of July in order to get issue number 8 so if you are interested in getting Private Suite Magazine issue number 8 delivered to your door sign up on patreon.com slash private suite mag no later than July 30th I can't believe we're at issue 8 already oh my god I know, right? And we're actually almost, this is like going to be episode number 39 of the podcast. So like we're almost at 50 episodes. So we've, we're uh, we're chugging along here. It's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, guys. So 39 yeah. episodes. Is this like main series or like this just is total. total? Every, you know, on oh, the, okay. the Privacy Podcast feed, this will be episode number 39. So, yeah. Cool. All right, guys, so if that's about it, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up. And until next time, take it easy. Peace. Bye. Later. Bye.